What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller, joined always by Abigail Ochoa. Abigail, they might as well deem this a holiday on the Texas high school football calendar or just the high school sports calendar in general in Texas. It's UIL Realignment Day. Yeah, well, it was literally a holiday for schools around here with the with the snow and the weather coming in. Um, so it was it felt like a real holiday in the sense that it probably should be every year. Yeah, well, for those who are not familiar, the UIL, which is the governing body of high school sports in Texas, they reassign districts to all high school sports teams in the state every other year. So every two years. And so uh, it, it's a big deal, uh, especially in the world of football, where you've got coaches meeting up all across the state. Well, not not as much this time around because of the weather, but traditionally you got coaches meeting up. They're trying to get their schedules filled. They're figuring out who they're going to play for the next two years. Uh, and so it's kind of a crazy, chaotic whirlwind of the day uh, for a lot of people across the state in the high school sports world. So. Let's just jump into it. Uh, we'll go kind of district by district and kind of give some thoughts on just kind of the wh- where these teams are sitting and just kind of maybe some thoughts of what we've heard from some coaches that been, been able to talk to. Abigail's been on the phones today calling some of the area coaches. Uh, a good Robert Cessna, he's, he's on the phones as well. So, yeah, we'll just kind of go district by district. We'll start in Class 6A, of course, there's only one Brazos Valley team, local team, in Class 6A, and that's the Bryan Vikings. They're staying in District 12 with yeah. Coppers Cove, uh, Colleen Harker Heights, Temple, some, some usual suspects that they've seen the last couple of years. But they're also adding Hutto in Pflugerville Weiss and in, in Waco Midway, kind of forming uh, kind of a new Central Texas district where you, you've got some teams that are moving up and down and around. And, and so some familiar faces but in familiar territory, but also some, some new faces as well. And, Abigail, I think you just got off the phone with new Brian coach Ricky Tullis. Yeah, it, it's um, – I you know, I talked to both Tullis and, and Rogers today just to kind of get a – you know, Rogers obviously is retiring after this season, but he's been with Brian. He's been in the central, you know, Texas – region uh with the Vikings and playing with them and also told us you know coming in this this season kind of getting a new challenge not only coming to Brian um another 6A school but getting kind of like you said this mixed matched uh district that we have here um you know Rogers was mentioning that it's a lot it's kind of it's odd almost in the way of like you know they'll they'll be going to Colleen and and those you know, uh, towns over there, but then you got Hutto and Pflugerville and Waco. Like, it's just a lot of, they're, they're going to get the miles and pretty much um, wherever they go. So it was just kind of interesting, but um, I think it should be fun. You know, they get rid of Belton, um, who's really good, Shoemaker, Colleen, and Colleen Ellison. Um, and then you get, you know, Pflugerville Weiss had a really good season in 5A last year. Um, I think they, they went undefeated in the district. They finished top. Um, Hutto and Waco Midway, you know, Rogers was saying they've had tough years the past few years. You know, College Station has played them in non-district, and we've kind of seen what they can do um, there. But he he did say that he thinks they're just going to get, get better. They have good coaches to, to kind of get them there, too. And I think Tellus is really, you know, he said he's excited to just kind of get started 
when he started at Pearland four years ago, his first season, they went 10 and two and they won the district title. Um, he has a pretty good record of going like that. And I think, you know, depending on um, the type of guys that Brian brings back, the, you know, how these other teams rack up with the people that they lost, the people that they're also returning. Um, I think it could be really good to see Brian kind of not only come back with a new head coach, but come back in this new district and really make a name for themselves here too. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is kind of what we thought would happen with Brian. You know, for, for a few years, they had gone south to some of the Cypress schools. You know, in years past, they've been kind of linked with uh, the, the Conroe area schools, the Woodlands. You know, we should just know in general, for especially for the bigger schools in Bryan College Station, it, it's kind of in a fringe zone, kind of a no man's land. You know, you're going to go north, go north to central Texas, kind of that Waco area where we've seen Brian go a lot of times, sometimes they go South or sometimes even East. So, you know, they're kind of the four schools here. They're kind of in this fringe area where they could go a number of different ways. And we certainly saw that today as we'll get to here in a few minutes, but you know, I I think Brian's district got a little harder, you know, they lost three of the four district mates that they beat last year with shoemaker, Colleen and Allison dropping down to five a, and, you know, Waco midway, they had a really tough year last year, but that's a really good program. And you think about adding a district champion in Pflugerville Weiss and, and Hutto made the playoffs too. Yeah. I mean, th- this is a pretty solid district uh, all around, all things considered. And, you know, it, it's another tough draw too, being paired with that district uh, with Cedar Hill, DeSoto and Duncanville, you know, <laughs> Brian gave Cedar Hill all they could handle in that bi-district round last year, but you know, that, that's just kind of the nature of the beast up in 6A, especially when you're in that region two going up on, on those DFW schools. So, um, you know, the future's bright in Brian a, l- a little bit, but, uh, you know, they're certainly going to have their work cut out for them over there as well. So moving down to class 5A, uh, 5A division one, we knew College Station a and Consolidated would be reunited and it was officially official today. They're in District 11, 5A Division One. This is one that I think got us by surprise um, when you look <laughs> at it. They're in this North Austin district with Cedar Park, Georgetown, Georgetown Eastview, Leander, Leander Glen, and Pflugerville Hendrickson. You know, Abigail, you and I, were t- we, we've talked and we've talked with other people. We, we kind of thought maybe they were going to maybe go into this Central Texas kind of district or maybe like even Colleen. kind of, the, yeah, with Colleen, like Belton coming up to 5A Division One, one of the Waco schools, um, but they send them to North Austin. I mean, when you think about that Central Texas kind of district, they put those teams in Region 1. These guys are moving to Region 3. I don't think we really expected that. You know, what would Coach Huff kind of have to say about all that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said he wasn't surprised. And I think nobody could really be, you know, coaches try to figure out like what region, what what district they're going to be in, you know, during the offseason during these years of realignment. But, you know, you, you can never be sure. Um, so it's like uh, expect the unexpected pretty much. And and I think that's what happened this year with College Station and Gonzal. You know, he said he wasn't surprised, but it, it's going to be a lot of travel for them. I mean, he, he mentioned, you know, it's pretty much just Gonzalez in College Station by themselves over here, whereas, you know, Cedar Park, Georgetown, all those other schools have 
maybe played each other in non-district or just familiar with each other and they're closer to each other over there. Um, so it'll definitely be a little different um, as far, I mean, College Station gets a completely new district um, and none of these teams, you know, previously, but um, I think it's really exciting to see Consol and College Station back in the same district. They haven't been there since 2017. Um, you know, we saw last week with that basketball game, how, this rivalry is very much alive in every other sport and to get it back in football this is obviously a big football town just in general. And I think um, that's really exciting to see that kind of return and, and Fedora and Huff, you know, mentioned that they're pretty excited about reigniting that. And, um, you know, it's just an in-town rivalry, good old um, thing, but yeah, it's definitely Definitely a weird spot. I guess, I'd, you know, I didn't expect them to be here. Um, Huff said that he maybe thought that they would go to clean in that kind of district, like you said, with the Belton shoemakers kind of moving up um, up there. But, I mean, they get they get pretty good competition up here. I mean, you got Cedar Park, Georgetown, who went, they, both of them went pretty deep in the playoffs. Obviously, College Station and Gonzalez did as well. Um, and, you know, the Leander schools, didn't do as well last season. Hendricks didn't either, but also another good program. And then Eastview, you get them too. So um, yeah, just interesting, but I don't know if anybody expected it. Yeah. You know, I think this is actually a pretty good draw for College Station and Kinsall. Uh, first of all, they get into region three, um, which, you know, when, when you think about College Station, we, we said it over and over again, the last couple of years, at region two is just so brutally tough. There's no more Denton Ryan. There's no more Highland Park. There's no more Frisco Lone Star. Secondly, when you get into region three, they kind of avoided being paired with that loaded district 10. Uh, you've got the Magnolia schools. You've got Friendswood, Manville, Angleton. I mean, that's just a murderer's row of teams right there. Uh, well, that's so weird too with Magnolia yeah. kind of going the other way. I mean, they just, it, it, you know, Huff mentioned that too. It's just kind of odd. It just kind of, it's funny when realignment comes out, you're just kind of, some things are unexpected like this. And then some things you're like, oh, well, I figured that would happen. But yeah, Magnolia too kind of got uh, a weird draw there too. Yeah. And, you know, of course, if, if College Station and Consol made it to the playoffs, of course, you'd, you'd likely see a lot of those teams in the later rounds of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But certainly gives you maybe uh, more manageable, advantageous first and even second round games. Yeah. You know, kind of big picture, though, kind of looking at 5A Division One, it, it's full of a lot of good teams. But I think it's way more balanced when you look at how they've spread some of these schools out. Denton Ryan's off to region one, you know, of course there's big news about them being in the same district as Alito that's coming up to division one. That's a big yeah. deal. You know, Highland parks off to six a, so they're not even in the five a mm -hmm. picture anymore. College station moving over into region three. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. They've been, they've been one of the, the, the big guys over there in region two for a few years. And, you know, what's interesting is how college stations really been with these East Texas DFW region schools. And now Consol and College Station, it, it's basically flipped for them considering they're in this Austin area district with teams they've really not played much before. And, you know, when, when you think about playoffs, they're likely to see some San Antonio area teams in the first or second rounds. You know, you, you look at that District 12 with Bernie Champion and Smithson Valley. Those are two really good programs coming from the San Antonio area. Um, 
So, you know, definitely a very different landscape, especially for College Station, you know, a little more familiar probably for Consol, considering uh, they're still in Region 3 and had been all along. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it's interesting how, like we said, Brazos Valley kind of in this fringe area <laughs> where a lot of these regions meet and, you know, College Station and Consol kind of see where that can take them in a number of different ways. Yeah, and, and College Station, you know, they get through that region too this year. They get through that gauntlet and they go to state and then in realignment, they go to region three. It's just like, oh, but um, yeah, you know, I, like you said, I do think they have a good chance in this district here. And, 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 you know, we'll obviously see, I'm obviously not too familiar with these teams because I haven't had to be, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it is. Yeah, moving down to 5A Division Two, Brenham and Rudder, they're going to meet up in the same district in uh, District 10 yeah. alongside Huntsville, Montgomery, Montgomery Lake Creek, uh, Richmond, Randall, which is a newer school, and mm -hmm. uh, Lo uh, Lamar Consolidated. You know, a, a, lot of, a lot of familiar teams in this district with kind of Rudder, Huntsville, the Montgomery schools, and Lamar Consolidated. You know, this one seems about right. A, a lot of the similar familiar suspects here. Um, you know, kind of tough for Brenham having to move over to region three from region four. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, they're still looking for a new football coach, uh, Richmond Randall, of course, they're a new school. We'll see how they adjust to the five, a football. They've only got three grades in school for the next school year. Um, so, you know, yeah, this, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, this is our, this will be their first year, um, uh, playing varsity football. Last yeah. year was their first year playing junior varsity football. And this year, because the school's only been at school for two years. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you just get, did you get a chance to talk to Coach Ezar today? I did. I did. I, and I think, uh, you know, out of all the local schools, at least, this district was pretty tame as far as like teams remaining and teams going. Um, you know, I think we kind of expected it to be like this, you know, with Consol. Consal was like the big one who kind of left and then Houston full year kind of got knocked off with Brenham and Randall coming in here. But, um, you know, Isar said it's pretty much um, in his mind, pretty much the same as it was. Brenham kind of replaces Consal in that fact, you know, two good programs. So, you know, they lose Consal, but then they get Brenham. Uh, they get the Cubs who, who have been doing pretty well uh, the past few years, obviously looking for a head coach now, but, and then you get Randall, who he said is kind of like a Houston full share, kind of like a newer school kind of coming in. But he thinks that they they could be really good um, in, in this first year. Um, so, yeah, I think out of every uh, out of at least the local ones, this one kind of moved the least. Uh, you know, they still have to go to Huntsville. They still have to go to those Montgomery schools. Montgomery won district championship last year. I mean, these are big schools that um, are going to bring back. Uh, good guys again so he said just you know hopefully we're ready for that type of competition and we can make that make it to the playoffs again like we did this year so um and then they get you know I know we haven't talked about volleyball and basketball yet but that district Consol, Rudder uh, and College Station they they're all in the same district again this time 21 5a instead of 19 5a and then they do get those Montgomery and Montgomery Lake Creek in that district too. So it'll be interesting um, how that'll kind of change a little bit because those schools are, you know, just good schools in general for all different types of sports. And I think that'll add some competition there that maybe we haven't seen. 
Um, and those schools won't have to travel as far. I mean, they were traveling to those Katie, Katie Jordan and Katie Paytow, uh, Waller, which is not that far, but um, those kind of get knocked out when you add in Lake Creek and Montgomery. And it's only eight teams instead of nine. Yeah, you know, they haven't released the baseball districts yet. But mm -hmm. if that is the baseball district with <laughs> three local schools, plus Brenham, the Magnolia schools and the Montgomery schools, I mean, that is a incredibly <laughs> difficult baseball district. And the fact that there's only going to be four of those teams that make it into the playoffs, that's going to be just a tough pill to swallow for a couple of schools probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to imagine that, but I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Moving down to class 4A, uh, now, now, that, now that we're into a, kind of our area schools, we'll just kind of meander around some of the big uh, notes of the day. Uh, but we'll start with Navasota because this is kind of an interesting draw. They, they move up to Division One. They're in District 12, so that's Region 3, uh, moving over from Region 4. Uh, you know, they've got, they've got El Campo. They've got a new school down in Alvin. Uh, you know, they've got Needville and Stafford. We know El Campo is probably going to be pretty good next year, considering they've got Ruben Owens at running back, and he's one of the top prospects of the state. Um, you know, kind of looking around, though, it's kind of a – I think it's kind of a good draw of a region for Navasota when you when you look at it holistically. Um, I know I know C's got a chance to talk with Coach Dacus down in Navasota, and he told me uh, that Navasota is going to have a bye for the last week. Uh, so, you know, gonna going to have – going to have a different little look of a schedule than maybe what they're used to down in Navasota, but, uh, you know, pretty good draw, but unfortunately you've got one of the best teams in the state with the best, one of the best players in the state in your same district. Um, but we know Navasota, they're, they're not shy for a, uh, for a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, and they've like, they've changed areas uh, the past few years, at least I know uh, four years ago, they were, in like a Houston area based. And then obviously the past two years, they've been in the Quero and the Giddings and all those um, schools there. They've done well, I think with adapting to those, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be different this time around. And then, I mean, Caldwell gets their district and um, gets Navasota's district there, um, which I think is gonna be, it's it's gonna be tough for the the Hornets. Obviously they've they had a tough year, but um, you know, you never know who, who they're going to bring back and, and things like that. So, Yeah, Caldwell, of course, moving up to 4A Division Two. Madisonville, they're moving over to Region 3 in uh, 4A Division Two. No more Carthage. I'm sure they're okay with that. <laughs> um, Carthage, of course, one of the mainstay powers there in that classification. Okay, here we go. This is the big one. We were kind of expecting this down in 3A Division <laughs> One. It's official. Franklin and Lorena, they are in the same district, both the two defending state champions in class 3A, both now in the same division. Um, it happened. And, and you know, we were, we were expecting it. But then when you look at the rest of the district, they got Cameron Yo and Academy and McGregor and Rockdale and Troy. I mean, th this is the district <laughs> in 3A Division One. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody had, I mean, we'll see what Franklin can do, but if anybody had a doubt as to, you know, how, just how good Franklin is, I mean, taking down this district schedule is going to just sh show it um, immensely. But yeah, it, 
it's a crazy schedule when you kind of look at it. Like, I don't know how they're going to plan that out really. Um, but it just seems like week to week to week, it's just going to be a battle. Um, and then especially when you get to Lorena, I mean, I'm sure this has happened before, but I mean, to have two defending state champions in the same district, you know, playing against each other, um, that's going to be really exciting and a big game to, to go to. Yeah, you know, it should be noted that did happen in 4A too. Stephenville and China Spring, they're going to be in the there same go, district. Yeah. And I think I saw on Twitter that uh, Franklin's actually going to play China Spring in a scrimmage. Okay. Um, you know, I- I'm really curious who Franklin's going to schedule in their non-district games because if we know anything about how they've done that the last couple of years, I mean, they they really play some teams. I mean, they've played they some played really Lorena. good. <laughs> they played Lorena. They played Cameron Yo. They played Hearn. Uh, you know, they, they don't, they don't shy away. And in that certainly really helped them as, as the year went on in both seasons, especially last year, you know, coach Fannin really pointing back to how they beat Lorena in a really tight game. They cruised through the regular season, cruised through a lot of the playoffs. And then finally, when they got to Gunner, he said, Hey, we got to point back to week one to finish here in week 16, 17. Uh, and, and sure enough, it, it that helped them. So well, yeah, and it's interesting. Um, it's kind of like, you know, they kind of already have a rivalry in a sense with Lorena having played them in the past years in non-district, which I think is unusual. You know, usually your rival is probably someone actually in your district. And and Franklin obviously did have one, but um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. They already have this history of like, you know, trying to beat each other for that top spot of you know, bragging rights and things like that. Obviously, Lorena won the first matchup by one point, and then Franklin wins um, la- uh, last season by seven, um, and they both go on to win the state championship. So um, kind of an interesting dynamic that they already have there. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised either to to see all four playoff teams from this district make it to the third round and, and play yeah. rematches against each other. This is definitely the strongest district in that region, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's really loaded for sure. Um, moving down to 3A Division Two, pretty similar districts as we've seen the last couple of years for Anderson, Syro, and Lexington. Uh Anderson Shiro, they're still in Region 3 with a lot of those very deep East Texas teams. You got Hemphill, Kunsee, uh, New Waverly, Newton, Trinity, and Warren. And then uh, Lexington, pretty similar. They lose Academy and they lose Franklin, uh, but they've still got Buffalo, Clifton, Florence, and Rogers, and they're adding Elkhart. Um, so pretty, pretty, pretty status quo for the most part in those parts of the world. Uh, down to 2A Division 1. You know, we've got the three Leon County schools, Centerville, Leon, and Norman G. They're in the same district there with Corrigan Camden, who we, we've seen some teams play some non-district games against, and then Groveton, who had been in that district with them. Uh, Five-team district. That means only one team's not going to the playoffs. I'm, I'm sure those schools are okay with that. Um, and then, you know, you go over to Region 4. This one's interesting, okay? Hearn's in this kind of – it's it's kind of going north to south. It's kind of like this kind of column almost when you've got Flatonia, Holland, Schulenburg, Thorndale, Thrall, Weimer. I mean, that's just an interesting assortment of schools when you kind of look at the geography of it, at least. Yeah, and Hearn is going to be going through kind of a rebuilding phase of, of I mean, they, they're losing big guys up front and um 
Keyshawn was Keyshawn Langham. I think he's a junior, maybe. Right. So maybe he'll, he'll come Jabari back. Dunn, though. Jabari Dunn, Stephen Craft Mitchell, Anthony Jackson. I mean, you're using big guys up there. Um, so yeah, it, it's obviously a new district for them, but also they're trying to rebuild as well. Well, down in 2A Division Two, I bet it's all smiles in Bremont, Texas today. Because <laughs> you know why, Abigail? You know, you know who's not in that district? We have a drum roll for this. Like we're like, um, <laughs> there you go, Mart. <laughs> yeah, I think as our as our friend from the Waco trip, Bryce Cherry said, Bremont and Chilton are big winners today because they are no longer in a district with Mart. Um, they're also in region four. So, so that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a shift. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because we've got, we've got a good number of teams in two, a, especially two, a division two here in the Brazos Valley. And they're kind of scattered among two different districts. When you look at Bremond, Iola and Milano kind of being up there in district 13 and then down in 14, You've got Burton, Snook, and Somerville. And, and it's interesting to see where each district goes. They kind of like go opposite ways of each other in a way. Um, you know, Burton, that's a, in, in Snook and Somerville, a tough draw there with Falls City being in that district. You know, Burton, they played Falls City there in the, uh, what was it, the regional final, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Fall City, they went to the state championship and they ended up losing, I think, to Stratford all the way up in the panhandle. But mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of a that that's gonna be a lot of traveling there too for for a snook. I mean, you think about snook and where uh I don't know, I, I think it's runge. Runge, probably. Yeah, it it's that those are they're pretty far from each other. So yeah. uh a little bit of traveling there as well. And then wrapping it up in the football world, down in 1A Division Two, Calvert and Dimebox, they're in a 14 district with Buckholtz and Oglesby. So there you have it. That's all of our teams. I think we covered all of them. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot, but it's realignment day, so. <laughs> yep. Our heads are swirling, and I bet the coaches are swirling even more. So. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, you know, this is kind of a fun day getting to see, you know, mapping out where it's going. I, I think I tweeted earlier, you know, as the coaches are filling out their schedules, I'm looking ahead to where I could get a good meal. So um, I, 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 I think that the Austin area team certainly play a that, that that benefits my uh my future meals down the road that's true we don't usually get to go over there until the playoffs so yeah that's well abigail i think that's gonna do it for us yeah but another busy day after signing day i mean <laughs> um so yeah it, it's really exciting um i think you know it It'll be interesting to see kind of how these districts play out once we once the football actually starts. Um, but just looking at it today, I mean, it seems it's a pretty exciting day. And I think uh, a lot of teams are, you know, you're either excited, confused or, or really happy. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Well, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Brazil Sports Prepscast. Be sure to check the eagle.com for all of our coverage from UIL realignment and uh thoughts and comments from 
areas, uh, area coaches. So uh, we'll see y'all soon. But until then, later. <laughs>